0: Now, listening to the Whipped Cream Podcast with Bianca Harris and Chantelle Chapman. Hey guys, welcome back to the pod. So, we're going to jump right in. It's just Chantelle and I today. Um, and we got into a discussion over text yesterday. Um, it's funny because I'd been seeing like a bunch of posts actually maybe four four different posts within the last week about like passion and what your passion is in life. Um, so we wanted to do our podcast based on this because I've talked to a bunch of friends about it and it's just been, everybody has their own perspective. Um, so what I mean is, what was the quote that we were just referencing?
1: If you work on your passion, you'll never work a day in your life.
0: Or if or you, if you follow, okay, no, it's if you follow your passion, you'll never work a day in your life. <laughs> Yeah, that one. (laughs) So that was like a part of one of the posts that I saw. And uh, we kind of just wanted to talk about that because it's such a layered, complex um, topic. And I think really interesting. I also don't have a side as to what, like I don't have a clear, um, I don't have a clear like perspective on it yet. I'm kind of, I kind of lean towards many different sides when it comes to this topic. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. And so you should, because I think it's so case by case. And, you know, I think working on your passion doesn't mean that you give up everything, everything that you have to do in order to sustain your life to fulfill that passion. You know, only a few privileged people have the ability and the resources to truly do that you know, so you saying you're not clear on exactly what the best advice is,
0: is I think you just acknowledging it's so case by case. Yeah, it's definitely case by case. And I think what's so interesting is that I think what may arise from this topic being brought up, or no, sorry, like where it may come from, is the fact that I think a lot of young people are kind of pushed into the direction of like, just follow your passion, right? And that's going to um, lead to something and it, and it will. But there's the other side of it that like, if you're putting a lot of hours into whatever this passion is, something's going to come out of it. It might not be what you think at the beginning, but something will come from it because you're putting a lot of time and effort into it. However, I think the other side of the coin is like real life and like bills and, and like sustainability and being able to like pay your rent and live and survive is also the other side of the coin where it's like you need to balance out really following that thing if it's tied to work with actually having something like stable.
1: Yeah, so you know where I really think the fogginess comes from and I think the um the The tough, like, feelings that the younger people get about, like, having to work a job that isn't their passion is we are really guided by this narrative because of the world of consumerism, of hedonism, meaning in search of pleasure, trying to avoid pain. And when we hear the word passion, we instantly think of pleasure, like it's kind of tied up, right? Right. So we think that if I'm working on my passion, this should be purely pleasurable, which is not true. Right. Like there is there is pain, there is blood, sweat and tears if you want to work on your passion. And I actually heard this one professor say that um, passion is the intersection um, where... The change that you want to see in the world, or something that's been painful to you that you're passionate about, meets um, where your skill set is. Woo! I love that. Yeah. So that's
0: exactly how I feel about my passion, and you just made it so much clearer for me. Because when I read some of these posts, and you know, what got me all fired up yesterday about you know following your passion doesn't necessarily lead to. Having a sustainable life. And I think that kind of like triggered in me, like, no, I feel like that's bullshit. Like, you should follow your passion. We, and we talked about this yesterday. Like, we live in a culture that requires us to work many hours a day. So, if you're not following some kind of passion within that, then what the fuck are you doing? It's exactly. Gonna so many impactful. I live it. So, that's, I've lived it. That's why I know. So, yeah. it leads to so many harmful behaviors, right? Because, yeah. like, you all have to work a lot. Yeah. Um, And if you're not following something that you love, even remotely, then it can fucking kill you.
1: Exactly. And you know, the thing is, is also including that following your passion means you might have to work a shitty job that you hate for a part of the day in order to fulfill your passion. Yes. That is included in following your passion. 100%.
0: Yeah. Because it's like- you can't throw out the, like, you can't throw out, like, the other side of it until you're, like, there there will be a day when you can quit that shitty job if you put enough time and effort and energy into that passion project or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, you know, you also can't let the, the the day job or the whatever job swallow you as well, right? It's, it's so, that's why I love the yin and yang symbol because it really is so, it is so like multifaceted and there's always like many different layers and sides to situations. So yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
1: exactly. I actually like I have I do a lot of coaching for people who are in this position that are like, you know, I really want to work on my passion business and I want to do that full time and I hate my job and I just want to quit. And there's a lot of coaches out there who are like, I'm going to coach you to Like leave your nine to five and run your own business. And I'm just like, okay, slow down, right? Because I am a financial coach first. I don't want to see you in a position where you're not able to, you know, pay your rent because you you gave it, you gave everything up to to fulfill this business. You don't even know if it's viable yet, right? So I'm a firm believer of number one you need to have a plan like how am I going to financially support this passion and my life at the same time, right? And it's true that you can be in a job that is so soul-sucking that you don't have the energy after working all day to work on your passion. So you believe that your path to freedom is to get rid of that soul-sucking job. But what I believe is that if you get rid of that soul-sucking job and now you're so stressed because you can't afford to live, how, how are you, how are you gonna be able to focus and grow your 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 passion project from a place of abundance and, and a place that's not in scarcity, right? So what I think it is, it's a reframing of the shitty soul-sucking job that you're doing. It's a reframing and looking at it as this job is serving a purpose. And the gratefulness
0: part, aspect too, yeah, right? You yeah, yeah. This, this shitty job, but maybe there's an opportunity to like scale back hours. Yeah, you'll make less money, but you'll have time and energy to focus on whatever that thing is. And also yeah. be grateful that you're able to make money.
1: Yeah, and the gratitude in itself for the fact that you have a job that's able to uh, support you while you go, you know, fulfill your passion, that energy shift in itself is going to give you, it's not going to make it so soul-sucking. Like how much energy and effort are you putting into resenting your current path?
0: Totally. The other piece that comes to mind when we talk about this too, though, is also like, when you're talking about having a job to pay rent and pay all of your bills, it's like, we also need to look at the fact what's under, we also need to look at what's underneath that. Like, are you willing to scale back and get a roommate? Yeah. And and really scale back and like consolidate your bills or, or like do all the things you need to do in order to fulfill that passion? Yeah. Like, are you willing to like really scale back on your life and the things that we actually think we need? day to really fulfill it so that's like what's even underneath that like what are you are you willing to really do what it takes and like sacrifice some material things in order to get there
1: yeah and this is why like having a solid plan for like how you want to bring your passion to life is important because you know if like you figure out well you know I think I'm gonna make this much money um with the business and this amount of time and I know that I need right now this much to live and it's not doable. Yeah. Can I scale back? Am I willing to take that? Am I willing to take that uh, sacrifice, make that sacrifice for this?
0: Yeah. I mean, I've listened to um, like, there's a fame, like, uh, there's a like, host that I've listened to and just taught. Talk- they were talking about their careers and stuff. And some of them moved back in with their parents at 33 oh, years old. Of course. So I had to do it because. Number one, I needed to save and I needed to um, really focus on what I needed to do. And yeah, it was like, I had to sacrifice my privacy, my dating life, my this, my this, my this in order to get where I actually wanted to get. So like, are you willing to make those sacrifices? So maybe you don't have to pay the rent and you don't have to work the shitty job. So it's also looking at like, are you willing to give up some of that luxury? Um, I think that that's a big piece underneath of it as well. Yeah, exactly some of these sentiments, I think, ignore, you know, like some people are really willing to just give a lot of it up in order to get where they think they want to get. Right. Yeah. To get there if they're happy, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but.
1: You know, and the reason why like working on your passion feels so good is because of this word, you demonic. And I've mentioned this word before on the podcast, but it's it was originally um it originally came from the philosopher aristotle and it's it's well used in the world of psychology as like an approach to um a fulfilling life so eudaimonic basically means um it's latin and it means uh finding a sense of meaning in your life and um the argument with a life that is full of eudaimonia is that the more meaning you have the more satisfying your life is overall in comparison to an hedonic life which is about chasing pleasure and, and having less pain um and this has been deeply researched by psychology um and you know the research has shown over and over again that in people with people who have uh, more of a eudaimonic approach to life they see less like ups emotional ups and downs they see lower levels of depression and just more of a stable like overall satisfaction and part of eudaimonia is like the pain like the, the sweat in working on your passion, working on something that's meaningful, getting into flow states, you know? Like if you look at the whole, like, um, the whole, I guess, like um, theory of like flow states and what that does to the brain, when you get into a flow state, what's happening is you're basically hitting a point where you're feeling a little bit challenged, And uh, you move past that state and you go into flow. And then there's a bunch of neurochemicals that get released um, that have you feeling like you're like in in the zone, in a meditation. It happens when people are playing sports. It happens when people are skiing. It can happen to people that are coding on their computer and they just get into the zone. It happens to musicians. It happens to artists when they're doing their work. It happens to you when you meditate, you know, and these flow states are a, a big part of the eudaimonic state, which is like working um, on something that's meaningful. And a part of that is always the challenge. It's not a pure 100% pleasure all the time.
0: Right. And I think that ties back to right where we said at the top of this, like it's, it's, I think what the misconception is, is that when you follow your passion, it's going to be pleasurable all the time. And let me tell you, you and I are both business owners and it's way more work. (laughs) So it, it, it looks like it could be like the easier route in terms of like, I'll be happier when I do it. And you might be more ignited by it. And like you said, it has, it has a more meaningful, um, impact and approach and more fulfilling but it is a lot of work yeah're damn sure and it's like it also is 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 it calls for you to be a self-starter which is really difficult it's easy to like know that you have to go somewhere and a place of work because they are expecting you but when you don't have that and it's your own company it's on you yeah yeah totally a big level of commitment and also the passion right there yeah exactly. Right. Yeah, it's just such a fucking interesting topic.
1: Well, I think it's just like, it is not as complex as we think because it's really like, it's understanding that working on your passion is not pure pleasure. It can be painful and challenging. Um, but on the flip side, don't avoid working on your passion because it's going to be challenging and painful. You know? Like, that's also not good too, like you said, to not have a passion, to not want to have a purpose in life. Like every single human being on this earth should have a purpose. And even if your job is, you're a janitor, like, and that's what you want to do. And you're satisfied with that. Like, make it purposeful for yourself. Like, do your work with purpose.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. What do you think about the other piece that just made me think about some of the things that I was reading about um, tying your worth and tying your worth and um, uh, to your to your job to your job basically yeah It's tricky because it, you you do cross that line when you make your passion like your career and it becomes monetary right? So I, I really struggle with this one. Like I'm not the best person
1: to give advice on this because my boundaries let's there. The
0: so let's just talk the real shit. Like, Yeah. Okay.
1: So my boundaries there are like, not, not great, to be honest. Like I, as someone who has some codependent tendencies, external validation is like, is kind of it's That's the important. name of the game. <laughs> yeah. Um and uh so the like because I'm working on something that I'm so deeply passionate about because I'm working on something that has been a source of pain and trauma my entire life it feels like it's me. Like it feels like this work is me. Yeah. You know, and there's no separation. But that is like that, that mindset is, it kind of is, it plateaus as a, at a certain level of consciousness, you know, and seeing myself as my work is, is really not like, not what I should be doing. Like from the spiritual lens, I should be looking at myself as, as separate from that right I'm not what I do but but that's just where I'm at right now and it's it's a journey (laughs) and uh it's just like it's no different from me working on you know my codependency recovery program and codependency also known as the disease the dis-ease of the loss of self it's the same thing like you know i find i find validation through the work that i put into the world it is a form of the loss
0: of myself you know what i mean yes but i also think that validation gets such a bad rap because um, we all need it in order to know that we exist. <laughs> like, without the mirror's validation, how do I know I'm even here? Like, this is such a fucking deep topic. Jesus, Socrates. But I think it gets such a bad rap because we depend on it. When you depend on it, that's when you turn it, run into trouble because there's nothing wrong with validation. Yeah, so like using wrong- it as feedback versus like... Exactly, like you need the feedback. You need to know... I don't want to say the word need, but you 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 put something out there, and the energy that is attracted to it is the feedback and the validation you need in order to generate more energy to make it bigger or whatever whatever that is, right? Yeah. But if you depend on it, entire identity into it, that's when you run into trouble. It's like that's why I meditate so much because I have to detach from the thing that I'm actually putting out there even though I need the validation and I need the feedback from what it, what it is. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, totally. No, it's true. Can I simplify that? It's just like, (laughs) sorry, I was just thinking it out as I was saying it because I've been thinking about the valid. Well, I had this, I had this, what you're saying like happened very intensely for me in life, maybe like in 2017 when I was really like starting my company and really putting it out there. And it was just like, I was going full throttle, you could not, like, if you, if you asked some of my friends at the time, like, that, that was it. That was what I was fucking putting out there. And what happened was I tied my identity so much to my business and my career that when I needed to take a step back, I had a fucking breakdown. Yeah. Like, I had to step all the way back and be like, I can't do this, period, because I had, I was attaching way too much to it and depending way too much on like, my identity being tied to it, like, this is who I am, and da, 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 da. yeah, and I was able to step back and really learn those lessons of, like, this is the work I'm putting out, I'm passionate about this work, I want the validation that it's helping people, and that yeah. I can make money from it, yeah, to be honest, we want to make money from our passion, too, let's not fucking, like, pretend that we don't, and yeah. I was able to be, like, I'm also not it, yeah, it's that's, different it's a constant struggle, but it's like, you have to practice it and keep reminding yourself that like, yeah, you might put something out there and you might follow your passion and it might fail. And then it might lead you to something else.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's like the whole, like being a citizen of the two worlds, right? Like the inner world and the outer world. Yeah. And you know, like obviously the goal is to be at a place where like, I am not my work. I am not this body, I am not this ego. And like the I that exists outside of all these things is whole in itself, right? But like you said, you know, existing in also the world that we live in, it's uh, just valuing the feedback to show you like where you're at on that path of connecting to that self that is whole without the identity or without identifying with all those external things.
0: Yeah, which yeah. is very hard. <laughs> and it's yeah. also like, I think the word depend is, it is so important in, in relation to this conversation because it's like, we know anytime you want things in your life, you want the relationship, you want the the money, you want whatever it is, but you also have to know intellectually, I, I, I think, line of like depending on it as well because when you depend on anything it puts so much pressure on whatever the thing is and if that thing ends up being taken away then what yeah
1: yeah exactly
0: then what (laughs) (laughs) then what then it can just be really then I mean it it can just be really hard and a lot of suffering is what I'm pointing to it's like yeah um, you want the you want it's like, you know, when you have a friend <laughs> and you love them so much, but they can be really, really needy. Yeah. They really, really depend on you for everything. Yeah. Can become very draining and exhausting for you. And it almost makes you want to like push it away. And then when you push them away and they were depending on you so much, they're, they're deflated because they were depending on you for so much. Yeah. Right? Like it doesn't mean that... You don't want the friendship; it just means you can't have it depend on you. Does that make sense? Yeah, you want some breathing room. Exactly, and that's I think for everything in life. And what, why I'm saying that is because we want to, like, we don't want to get rid of these things that we want to be like, okay, I'm going to be totally independent. I don't need anything or anyone. And da 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 da. Like, you still want those things. You just don't want to have to lean on them to the point that you don't stand on your own.
1: Yeah, exactly. I
0: have no like, idea. Like, you're
1: you're not you're not broken if something that you're depending on is no longer available doesn't break your soul
0: right it happens to athletes all the time I always bring this up because you hear it so much they have these amazing careers and it's so tied to their identity and their like their whole life is being a football player or basketball player and then they get injured you hear it happen all the time what that that guy started a podcast about it too it's a really big podcast I'll leave the uh, info in the description but that's just basically what happened to him and he had to basically reform and transform his whole life because his identity and he was depending so much on this external thing and then poof, it's gone. And then what? (laughs) And then what? (laughs) You start a
1: podcast. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Exactly. (laughs) It was a quote you sent me yesterday and I had posted it, I think maybe the day before and I loved it. Should I read it? Yeah. It's from Neil Strauss. Am I saying that right? I think so. Okay. Well, either way. Advice for anyone trying to figure out their passion. Go do shit you hate. Go do shit you don't hate. I was going to say, go do shit you hate. Keep doing the things you're excited by until you find the thing you'd keep doing, even if you weren't paid for it. You won't like your passion all the time. Sometimes you will struggle with it, but you'll know it's your passion because you'll feel that it's worth the struggle in the end. Well, that sums it up. That sums it up. I loved that. It felt a lot more like you know when you read something and it makes you feel a lot more inspired rather than down about wanting to follow your passion. Yeah, that's I felt about reading that, it made me feel really inspired to like keep going. Even yeah, I'm- don't ever
1: feel shitty about wanting to follow your passion. Like that's. You have a right in this world to be seen and to have a meaningful life. And that means following your passion. Just know that like there's going to be times where it's hard and there's going to be times where you have to make sacrifices. There's going to be times where you have to do shit that sucks in order to fulfill that passion. And there's also going to be times where your passion changes and that's fine too, because that's part of your journey. Yeah, for sure you know like my my passion was like financial literacy cuz i like i was so pissed off of the injustice that like i didn't know anything about money as a young adult you know and i thought it was like i thought the lack of financial literacy was to blame for like my my mom and like us living in social housing like i was like my passion's financial literacy And then the more I like kind of got into this path, I realized that that really wasn't my passion. My passion is helping people heal from some of the narratives that like impact how they show up with financial literacy. So it shifted based on like your own expand, on my own expansion.
0: Yeah. Right. I love that. Totally. I totally relate. And I totally get that too. It's like you start off thinking that it's, one thing and you're like so like gunning for that thing to to be it and then it just expands when you like expand and open up yeah (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) okay well I just wanted to take a sec to tell people about the seminar that I'm doing and yeah so I was gonna ask you I want to hear more about this So I posted a little video yesterday on my my Insta about it. But basically, we're doing a seminar starting February 3rd. And you gave me the idea for it um, to do like online online (laughs) 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 Um, seminars, which is so like awesome. Because I was like, how do you do like really cool events without it always having to be in person? Like there's not always time and like we just have busy lives, right? Anyway, so starting February 3rd, and it's basically kind of tied into what we're talking about now, um, um, turning, like we're basically telling attendees to bring one thing that they've, I would suggest been putting off for a long time. Um, but it keeps coming up like deep down, you know, you want to do it, but you keep being like, Oh, I don't have time. I don't, can't make it happen. I don't, I work too much. I can't just, I can't make it happen. And it could be with anything. It doesn't have to be about work. It could be about your dating life. It could be about finances. It can be about whatever. And, we're going to bring that into the seminar and then basically make it happen with an accountability partner by the end. Wow. That's so good. Yeah. So we're going to be doing like, um, different exercises and t- visualization techniques, and then you'll be partnered up with another person that's in the seminar with you, um, as an accountability par- accountability partner. And it's also maybe great-
1: it'll become your new best friend.
0: Yeah. That's happened before in events oh. that I've done. Oh yeah, totally. And I was just gonna say the it's a really great way to just network and meet other like minded people that are kind of like going through the same shit. Yeah, you, you know. So yeah. I'm really excited about it. We've never done anything like this before. So how much is it? It's forty bucks Canadian.
1: Forty dollars for three sessions. Yep. Wow, guys, get on this. This is a steal. Yeah, I'm excited.
0: Anything you want to announce? No. No, you got nothing? <laughs> well, I mean oh, you have a whole business you just launched.
1: <laughs> I am
0: not my business.
1: <laughs> okay. Bye guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just go to my Instagram at Chantel Chapman and you'll see all my posts about trauma of money.
0: Chantel's really sleepy today, so we're gonna I'm gonna be her manager. Chantel's new <laughs> fucking business is amazing i've said this many times before on this podcast you've taught me so much about money and like the deeper just the deeper meaning uh, like basically with your relation to be your behavior with money um so definitely check it out like so powerful and impactful and the work you do is amazing so oh thank you so much all right y'all you too we love you love you
2: you ah, ah.